This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. All right, every Monday we get back to business with the Big Sky Business Journal. I've got the Big Sky Business Journal hot sheet right in front of me with some great information as always. Tell you what, I'm very excited for this week. I mean, it's going to be a lot of business news on the show. In fact, I, I had in my email inbox this morning a an email from the CEO of Brixtel Defense. That's the uh, the ammo manufacturer that's going to be setting up shop in Glendive, Montana. We talked with him live on the air after the big news was announced. $125 million investment in Glendive, Montana. But uh, he's going to have uh, several folks from his team down in Las Vegas later this week for the SHOT Show, the world's biggest gun show. That's where we're going to be broadcasting live from starting Wednesday morning. And uh, so he, his team's going to drop by and see us and join us uh, uh, on the show. So that'll be great. Evelyn Pyburn with the Big Sky Business Journal. Always a pleasure. Great to have you on the show this morning. Where do you want to start today? Well, I always try to find, you know, a little bit of positive news. And um, so I got this report from Zillow that is saying housing prices are going to fall this year. And uh, it's the first time this has happened since 2011, and they are predicting a decline of about 3%. But I'm thinking that could vary across the country depending on, you know, influences in other areas. But when coupled with the prospect of declining, declining mortgages, which have already fallen from 8% in October to 6.75%, this would be good news for first-time home buyers who've had who've been sidelined by the exploding cost of homes and high interest rates. So but that's not good news for the sellers who lose 3% in equity, which is apparently about $10,000 for a median-priced home. But overall, I think that is good news. Yeah, I think so. I think I think most folks would agree that the that the the price inflation has just been insane, and then we end up paying more in property taxes based off of the value of your home and the property values. So, uh, hopefully, that'll affect uh, property taxes eventually as well. Is was this a national? Uh, were these national stats or Montana specific? Yes, national. Yes, but I th- I think I've heard, you know, generally in the last few months comments about. Not that prices are necessarily dropping so fast, but they're not rising anymore in billings. And, um, you know, and they're still building lots of apartment buildings and stuff. So, So I think it's easing off a bit even here. There's a stabilization uh, even in Montana. Yeah. yeah, very interesting. Well, and if only those interest rates would come down as well. Yeah, you would think that that should be a good campaign strategy now. <laughs> <laughs> you would think, but I don't know. I, for some reason, they keep bringing the pain, that's for sure. All right. Well, uh, great information, as always, from Evelyn uh, Pyburn. Um, some more uh, very interesting news here in the Big Sky Business Journal hot sheet. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's talk about this story out of Butte, Montana. They're trying to lure a lithium uh, battery manufacturer. So that's kind of interesting. So uh, that more coming up right after this. Here is your Montana news. A suspect in pursuit in Broadwater County seemed to have committed suicide by cop car. This occurred last Thursday on Highway 287 and 12. The chase began with Montana Highway Patrol at 3 in the afternoon 
with a suspect driving southbound on the highway. A deputy with Broadwater County saw the suspect's car speeding towards him, so flipped on his lights. But instead of slowing or avoiding, the driver in pursuit turned towards the deputy, striking the police car head on. Colorate reports the deputy exited his car under his own power. He was taken to the hospital with minor injuries and later released. The suspect had died at the scene. Some loud conflict and roundup was punctuated with gunshots. The Wednesday evening gunfire happened at the corner of 2nd Street West and 5th Avenue West. Colorate reports that two rounds were fired with a photo of a white pickup peppered with shot. That's the Montana News Minute. I'm Travis Lee. Here's a look at your real weather for Billings and Bozeman. We'll see breaks of sun and some cloud cover around the area today as temperatures will top off in the upper 30s around 40 in Bozeman to the mid-40s in the Billings area. For tonight, partly to mostly cloudy, some areas of fog possible overnight. Low temperatures from around the mid-20s. And then for Tuesday, we can expect mostly cloudy skies with high temperatures in the upper 30s in Bozeman, mid-40s in Billings. This is weatherology meteorologist Paul Trombley. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. All right, let's see some of the topics we can cover here with Evelyn Pyburn, this story out of Butte, Montana. Uh, credit card debt. Montana doing better than the rest of the country, but a sign of what's going on in our national economy. Look at uh, credit card. Look at the debt that uh, that Americans are piling up right now. Just some of the stuff we can talk about. Evelyn, I thought let's start with this story out of out of Butte, Montana. Apparently, they're they're trying to lure a. Uh, lithium battery uh, plant uh, to set up shop in Butte Silver Bowl. That's that's an interesting story. I can't remember where I, I saw that a couple of days ago, but of course you got it in the hot sheet this morning. Yeah, the company is called Sinate, and they're from Nor- Norway, and um, they make lithium batteries. And um, the Silver Bowl County uh, is encouraging them to come with a 75% tax abatement, which, you know, we were talking a little bit about uh, incentives like that. Most of the counties in Montana have that option of um, reducing property taxes for new businesses if they're bringing outside money into the state. But uh, this company is is kind of, I think, pitching viewed against some uh, town in uh, Washington State hoping to get whoever offers them the most incentives, and they're expected to return to Butte and talk some more about incentives. So, um, the, you know, we were kind of talking about the benefit of incentives, and, um, you know, it, it's been proven in a lot of things I've read that incentives don't really help in the long run to retain businesses and and um, it, it's just not a good approach to uh, getting businesses because for, for one thing you have uh, local people local businesses paying the taxes that you're giving away to a company that might, that might very well be their competitor so um it's it's uh, not not a good course to happen, but this if they're just 
you know, relinquishing on property taxes. That seems to have been working. Yellowstone County does that. So, um, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because I, you know, I mentioned how at the SHOT Show later this week, we're going to have Brickstill Defense uh, CEO and team that's setting up that, you know, $125 million investment manufacturing, ammo manufacturing facility in Glendive, Montana. And, and Governor Greg Gianforte was very clear. He wanted to stress this. And I, and I know it's something he's, he's, you know, he's a private sector guy. He, he started a, you know, a business out of, out of their house in, in Bozeman, Montana. Very, so they turned, you know, they, I think they ended up selling it for, you know, over a billion dollars. And and so so he knows business. He knows the private sector. And, and he, he wanted to stress. He says, you know, we didn't give them special perks that we wouldn't give to other Montanans here. And, you know, and, and it's like, OK. And how, how often have we seen that in the past few decades where you get, you know, some of these well-intentioned economic development folks that, oh, they'll go to these big corporations uh, from out of state and they'll say, hey, come here and we'll give you this and we'll give you that. But it's like, well, wait a minute. What? Okay, yeah, lower their taxes, but why don't you lower everybody else's taxes here too? Because it's also economic development when local Montana businesses can expand their business with a reduction in business equipment taxes and other hindrances to to economic development. So what so what the governor is doing is he's making Montana a more friendly tax and regulatory state to encourage everybody to want to do business here, including the current businesses that are already here in Montana, and that's attracting these major uh, players here. And so I get where Butte is coming from, where, you know, they want to see more of this type of, uh, you know, more of this type of, they want to restore kind of, say, manufacturing and more of an industrial base to Butte Silver Bow. Uh, but, hey, give perks to everybody instead of just to one business you're trying to lure in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going, allowing your own home-based businesses to grow is every bit as good and maybe better than attracting new businesses from out of state. So, well, yeah. well, speaking of the state, you've got a story in here about how the state of Montana is now offering some bonuses. You know, we know that because Montana's economy is doing better than other parts of the country. And, you know, people are, are you mentioned to me during the break, how there's a lot of people that are young people in particular that are fleeing the inner cities and wanting to move out west, wanting to move down south to get out of these cities. Um, so there's, so, you know, the, the workforce, there's a, a lot of jobs available that are tough to fill, including in the public sector for state government. So the state, state of Montana in a few different categories is offering some bonuses to try to recruit, uh, workers or to retain workers. Yeah, especially nurses and uh, mental health assistants and think, things pertaining to the health business and the, uh, institutions that the state has. Um, like Warm Springs and um, the Montana State Hospital, the, and, and they're, they have a $300,000 fund, I guess, left over from the American Rescue Plan Act, and they're using that to offer bonuses about, of about $7,500 each for coming into their business, or, you know, be, becoming a worker for that business, and... Uh, they will get uh, that bonus once every six months. I don't know for how long, but but I noticed they only had like three hundred thousand dollars, and I thought, well, they can go through that pretty fast. I was gonna say, yeah, that'll go go by pretty fast. Um, it, it's interesting too because a lot of this is going to be focused on the Montana State Hospital. You know, Warm Springs, where they've struggled with vacancy rates of 72.5% for registered nurses, 62% for psychiatric aides, and 54% for custodians. It, 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 I remember when uh, former Democrat Governor Steve Bullock was in power, and he absolutely gutted 
mental health programs across Montana because he just wanted to blame everything on guns as he was promoting gun control. Uh, all right, more to follow with Evelyn Pyburn. Uh, back to business with the Big Sky Business Journal right after this. We'll talk credit card debt and more. Three days of coverage live from the SHOT Show in Las Vegas, the world's biggest gun and outdoor gear show. We're going to be there once again with Montana Talks. We're going to be catching up with all sorts of Montana businesses that are down there at the SHOT Show, gun companies, outdoor gear companies, and more. Plus, it's kind of a who's who of military, law enforcement, and politics, so you never know who we're going to run into. That's coming up on the week ahead. Montana Talks in studio Monday, Tuesday, and then three days live from Vegas in the SHOT Show. This is where Montana talks at with Lane Nordland. USDA announced a pilot program to allow more cattle producers and meat processors to access better markets through USDA's official beef quality grading and certification. A remote grading pilot for beef developed by the Ag Marketing Service matches simple technology with robust data management and program oversight to allow a USDA grader to assess beef carcass characteristics and assign the official quality grade from a remote location, reducing costs and location as barriers to participation in the voluntary grading service. Secretary of Agriculture, Tom Vilsack. Last year, in 20 operations across the country, we said, what if we train people to take really good photographs of the carcass so that people grading it could see what they would see if they were looking at the carcass in real time? And what if that grader was someplace else and had a few minutes in the day to look at that photograph? and to make a determination of, well, that looks like it's prime, that looks like it's select. And what if instead of charging $114 an hour, you just simply said to the grader, how many minutes did you spend looking at that photograph, making that determination? And the grader will say, well, eight minutes. Well, that's a heck of a lot less than $114 an hour. That can be $15, $16 an hour. Now, all of a sudden, it makes financial sense. Right now, about 90% of graded beef in this country is done in large packing houses. We'd like to change that percentage because that gives producers and that small processing expanded opportunity. That was Secretary of Agriculture, Tom Vilsack. I'm Lane Ortlund. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Is this another warning sign for what's going on with the Joe Biden, John Tester economy at the national level? Credit card crunches. One of the headlines in the Big Sky Business Journal hot sheet here this morning. Evelyn Pyburn with us every Monday to talk about it. Uh, Evelyn, yeah, give us uh, what stood out to you in this uh, cr- these credit card numbers. Well, um, Montana is doesn't isn't doing too bad. The only state in the nation that has not had an increase in credit card delinquency is Iowa, and Montana follows closely behind as the state with the least income or least increase in credit card delinquency at a time when credit card delinquency is apparently on the rise across the whole country. According to Wallet Hub, credit card delinquency was up in Montana 28.8% in the last, the third quarter of 2022 as compared to 2023, and 16.09% of credit cards were delinquent in Montana. The state was the, 
the state with the highest rate of increased delinquencies is Oregon, and followed by, most interestingly, Wyoming, and and then Alaska. Other states that are low, like Montana, are uh, Alabama and Massachusetts. And Wallet Hub explained that when the rates of delinquency increase, that can indicate that the economy as a whole is struggling. And I think this kind of ties in with uh, other reports we've had that the use of credit cards is on the rise and um, the totals that consumers have put on their credit cards is at a highest level in history. So, mm, Very interesting. Uh, yeah, uh, that's, I, I had to laugh when you were talking about Iowa uh, being the best when it comes to, uh, to low credit card debt because, and, and no, what, the only state in the country without an increase? It's, it's those evil white evangelicals, uh, that are good about paying their bills in, uh, in Iowa that, that, that racist on MSNBC was attacking white evangelical Christians in Iowa. Uh, uh, you know, good people, of course, in Iowa. But uh, anyway, I had to laugh there. You mentioned Wyoming. Um, random, random thought that just came to mind. Just a random business thought. I was talking with a friend the other day. Uh, you know, who you know has a lot of folks that fly in and out of the area, and and he was saying, oh yeah, they they ended up flying into Cody instead. Apparently, they were finding cheaper flights out of Cody, Wyoming, or in and out of Cody, Wyoming, than they were out of Billings, Montana. And I thought that was very interesting. That, that Because uh, former Wyoming Senator Alan Simpson, he would always listen to KBUL. He would listen to our Billings radio station when he'd drive back and forth from Cody to the Billings airport. But now more and more people are just flying out of Cody instead of driving to Billings for, for the flights. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And uh not that Cody, uh, hopefully, is not going to be the next Jackson Hole or something like that, but it, it sounds like they're definitely doing something to, to try to boost their, their air travel down there. Well, you know, that report um, that the chamber put on uh, a few weeks ago, it, it really depends as far as the airlines are concerned how many people you have flying in and out. So uh, the, the, if you want to increase... Uh, or not increase, but decrease the cost of flights out of Billings. You got to fly Billings, well, <laughs> and, and rather than go to another community. It's also probably an example of where of where incentives matter in that particular. You know, where the airlines they they will come if you give them the perks, they will come. I think I think Bozeman's airport figured that out early early on, but of course they've got. You know, a lot of a uh, lot of traffic, a lot of tourist traffic uh, uh, coming in and, and, and out of there as well. Uh, so, yeah, that's interesting. What else stood out to you? About a minute and a half to go here before the Fox News update. What what other stories you want to share with folks? Well, one of a, a report I encountered is from Axios that says the most dynamic shaping of U.S. cities going into 2024 is what they call the donut effect. And that's the hollowing out of urban cores of cities as people, jobs, and retailers flee to the suburbs. And um, one of the things they noted was that some of the places that people are going is the south and the west. And I think, you know, we're all pretty well aware of, of that in Montana's uh, increase in population and in companies coming here. But Axios reports that this year, people will be fleeing crime, homelessness, shoplifting, and drug use. And b- being able to work from home is also 
having an impact on where they're choosing to live. And cities like Chicago, New York, and Indianapolis are trying to offer incentives to get people to stay, like uh, giving uh, subsidies, I guess, to convert abandoned office buildings into apartments and creating placemaking areas and things to make it their cities more attractive. Boy, that defund the police sure worked out well for them, didn't it? Boy, they uh, defund the police. Now there's an urban exodus because of all the crime. Evelyn Pyburn, always a pleasure. Thanks for your time. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. The day before the New Hampshire primary and Ron DeSantis is out of the race, leaving Nikki Haley as the former President Trump's only major competition. Look, this is what we were waiting on. We said it was a two-person race. It now really is a two-person race. We think we have a country to save. Trump, now endorsed by DeSantis, says he doubts he'd choose him as a running mate. Everything's a possibility, but I think it's highly unlikely. I have a lot of great people. And I have great people that have been with me right from the beginning. Trump and Haley, they're both on Fox. Family members of hostages held by Hamas storm an Israeli parliament meeting. As the finance committee met in Jerusalem, dozens of people loudly interrupted. Chanting, release all of them now and get up from your chairs. Some held signs reading, you will not sit here while they die there. Fox's Jonathan Savage stocks start the day higher on Wall Street. America's listening to Fox News. All right. Thanks to Evelyn Pyburn for joining us as, as always every Monday. Yeah, great report. I was going to joke with her there. She said that, you know, this exodus of people uh, fleeing these these urban cities, especially where the left has taken over, you know, the defund the police and the crime goes uh, goes crazy. Now they're they're fleeing. They're moving south. They're moving out west. And she called it the uh, the donut. I guess the donut effect or something like that. So I was going to ask Evelyn if she's ever been to proof donuts because we had those proof donuts are, are killer. Uh, now, I've been to proof donuts. They're incredible. I've also had I wonder if they got their elk uh, sausage breakfast sandwich. That thing's incredible, too. Oh, man. I don't know what kind of, I don't know if they had like a huckleberry barbecue sauce or what the heck that was, but that thing was absolutely incredible. Now, I'm not getting any donuts this week. I didn't get any donuts uh, last week. And, I, you know, and, and so, and then, you know, coming up this week, I'm going to, I'm going to be in Vegas and I've got a donut down there. It'd probably be like 50 bucks anyway. So, uh, but here's why, because I am uh, doing my tune-up my annual tune-up. Sometimes I'll do two a year, you know, just because sometimes that breaks it up a little more. I'm doing my annual tune-up through Billings Last Diet. And man, the first week I did my diet tune-up, I trimmed off uh, over six pounds of fat, six pounds of fat. If you remember back in November, December, I told you I wanted to put on a little bit more muscle. You know, I'm not trying to look like freaking John Cena or, or anything like that. You know, I'm I'm a dad, so I don't need to be looking all crazy, right? Uh, plus, I don't want to be hauling around all that extra weight, even if it is muscle. So, but I wanted to put on a little bit more muscle because muscle helps burn fat in the long haul. Um, so, as you build muscle, your body has a tendency to put on fat because you get more hungry, and then you want to eat more. The more you exercise, the more you want to eat, and then your body needs that fuel. And so, and so anyway, so I. But but then it's crazy. I do one week of a of a tune up through Billings Last Diet. Boom, six pounds of fat shed just like that. And and doing this tune up is a reminder of how for those of you who've got a lot of weight that you want to lose, whether it's 30, 40, 50, or over a hundred pounds. It, it, it shows you that this program works and how quickly you can shed that fat and really turn your life around. So I, I would encourage you, give a call to Billings Last Diet. If you want to do a quick tune-up, if you've been through the program before, do that. Or if you need to get started for the first time, uh, 
give them a call, 294-6751, or check out billingslastdiet.com. What, what Evelyn was talking about, when she was talking about how, how there's this urban exodus, people are fleeing these cities, trying to move south, trying to move out west, it actually reminded me, something that I printed up in front of me here. Um, so the new president of Argentina, Javier Mille, he actually went to Davos, Switzerland, where the, uh, the World Economic Forum of these global elite nut jobs was taking place. And, and he told them straight to their face uh, the problems they are causing. And he taught, but anyway, uh, the Wall Street Journal, our friend Captain Bruce out in Orlando, Florida, shared shared this piece. It's simply excerpts that were printed in the Wall Street Journal. These are excerpts of Javier Mille's speech. But when he warns about how the Western world is in danger and how socialism destroys and how this leftist uh, leftism destroys, I'll share some of that right. The biggest gun and outdoor gear show in the world is coming up in Las Vegas, the Big Shot Show. Well, you know, a bunch of us Montanans are going to once again be in the house for the big event. Aaron Flint here with Montana Talks. Next week, three days of live shows from the Shot Show, plus coverage on our radio station websites from the Shot Show in Vegas as well. Are you going to be there? Do you know somebody who's going to be there? Send them our way. Check out the details of our show location. Go to MontanaTalks.com. Are you... This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. I kind of had to laugh at some of this World Economic Forum coverage in Davos because it's very cool. Uh, Argentina's new, newly elected president, Javier Mille spoke in Davos at the World Economic Forum, and he just basically tore into these guys. In fact, the Wall Street Journal, in this uh, guest opinion, it, well, it's a, they put it on their op-ed page, but really it's just excerpts from Mille's Wednesday speech to the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, uh, last week. So these are excerpts from his speech. But basically, you know, Argentina's Mille Gives the Davos crowd a spine transplant was the headline in the Wall Street Journal. And thanks to Captain Bruce in Orlando for sending this our way. I served overseas with him. Great guy. And uh, but but also I, I saw the 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 president of the Heritage Foundation also spoke in Davos and basically did a similar thing where he just tore into them right in their faces. And so but I, I had to laugh because. You know, you see so much phony political stuff on Twitter and on social media. And you always see these phony political attacks. And I, I just had to laugh because, you know, one day somebody will be campaigning against Javier Mille or or they'll be criticizing the president of the Heritage Foundation. Oh, you're not a real conservative or you're not a real libertarian because you were at the World Economic Forum. Uh, yeah, they went there to to tear into them and, and to disagree with them. Uh, but, but you know, you always see these these phony uh, folks on Twitter or elsewhere trying to uh, pick fights and, and, and come up with this nonsense and half-truths and everything like that. So I just had to laugh about that one. But uh, anyway, here's some of the excerpts from Javier Mille's speech in Davos, Switzerland last week. And this was the, we mentioned this line before on this show, but there's another part in this that, that needs to be heard here. Uh, here. First off, here was one of the, the biggest remarks that, that got a lot of attention. The Western world is in danger. 
And it is in danger because those who are supposed to have to defend the values of the West are co-opted by a vision of the world that inexorably leads to socialism and thereby to poverty. Unfortunately, in recent decades, motivated by some well-meaning individuals willing to help others, and others motivated, motivated by the wish to belong to a privileged caste, the main leaders of the Western world have abandoned the model of freedom for different versions of what we call collectivism. We are here to tell you that collectivist experiments are never the solution to the problems that afflict the citizens of the world. Rather, they are the root cause. And then he basically says, hey, do believe me, no one better placed than us, Argentines, to testify to these two points. And then he says this. This is very interesting. And, and you know, you, you talk about the destruction of American cities right now that's taking place, the defund, the police movement, the, the liberal lawlessness that's taking over these cities. You know, people fleeing Minneapolis, for example. Who would have thought that Minneapolis would, would basically turn into, you know, one of these, uh, one of these uh, uh, urban hell holes? Uh, pardon my French. But yeah, Minneapolis. In fact, uh, related to this point, to, to, to make this point here real quick, I just saw a tweet from Jeremy Carl out of Bozeman. He's a senior fellow with the Claremont Institute. Uh, this is a piece in the New York Post. Democrat socialists of America face a seven-figure crisis. Uh, apparently, the Democrat socialists of America, you know, the DSA, they uh, are losing so much money right now. They can't raise money that now they're having to, to uh, fire some people. They're laying off staffers. They're demanding job cuts. So this is the DSA, the Democrat Socialists of America. And remember, there are left-wing city council members in Billings that have been affiliated with the DSA. There's other DSA uh, candidates uh, elsewhere across Montana that have run for office. Why is the DSA struggling financially? Well, apparently, some liberal uh, Jewish folks had been funding the DSA. And, of course, the DSA is one of the biggest backers uh, supporting the radical uh, pro-Hamas Palestinians. So needless to say, some of those uh, before liberal Jewish folks were financially supporting the DSA, and now they've decided not to. Um, so that's interesting on a couple of a couple of fronts. One, it shows that if they'll if they're pulling back money from radical outfits like the DSA, will they also pull back from? from the democrat party in general knowing because it, and it's also interesting from another standpoint that that it, it goes to remind us that when you embrace the woke left you are funding your own demise that that they that you are building the monster that then will turn on you but here's the point back to so you know, why are we seeing the destruction of liber, of these liberal led cities here in america well i think argentina kind of gives us kind of a window into that you know here is here is javier mille the president of argentina talking about how the western world is in danger because of this collectivism because of this socialism because of the embrace of of this nonsense here's what he says about argentina in particular when we adopted the model of freedom back in 1860 in 35 years we became a leading world power and when we embraced collectivism over the course of the last 100 years, 
we saw how our citizens started to become systematically impoverished. And we dropped to spot number 140 globally. So you take a country that was about freedom and free markets and free enterprise, and then they started embracing collectivism and this, uh, this whole socialism uh, nonsense. And they dropped to 140 globally. But what he said in particular about you know how this whole push towards collectivism and socialism, it was motivated by some well-meaning individuals willing to help others and others motivated by the wish to belong to a privileged caste. We see that happening in places like Bozeman, Montana and Billings, Montana right now. I, I have no doubt that the people that want to bring these so-called refugees into Billings, Montana are, are well-meaning individuals. I, I've sat down and had coffee with a couple of them. They're good people. I think they are well-intentioned. But I also think they are wrong. And I think, I think the policies they are advocating, the government policies they are advocating – because, again, we need to separate government policies versus your own personal what you do, what you support, how you help people with your own pocketbook out of, the, out of a cheerful, giving heart versus what you compel others to do through government policy. For example, if you're a Christian, you, you believe in forgiveness, right? Now, does that mean that, that if you're a Christian judge sitting on a district court bench in Yellowstone County that, well, God, this guy just murdered four people and raped three women. He says he's sorry. I'm supposed to forgive him, so I can't actually sentence him to, uh, to pay for these crimes. No, there's a difference between civil code and what you do with your own personal morality. But see, these well-intentioned do-gooders, they think that, oh, yeah, let's just help these people coming across our southern border. And what have they caused? They have caused chaos on our reservations. And, and my message to them is, hey, go to, go, go to Lodgegrass, Montana, and you go tell that family why their son is no longer here or why their daughter is no longer here. You go tell the people that are being hit by the Mexican drug cartels on our reservation. You go tell them why you're such a do-gooder that wants to open up our borders. And, and it will lead to the destruction of America. And, and, if we, and, if, and if we see the destruction of America... What happens to the rest of the world? And so, well-intentioned, they truly are, uh, some of these are, are truly good people that too, do want to help others, but they're not helping. In fact, they're leading to more destruction. Uh, Tim and Billings on the phone line. Sorry, Tim, I went on a little bit long there, but uh, that, that was a thought that just uh, was provoked by uh, uh, Mele's speech in Davos. What's on your mind, Tim? Well worth the wait, Aaron. Uh, that Mele, I am so impressed with him. The, the first thing that I wanted to talk about real quick, when you said that the DSA is hemorrhaging money, do you mean to tell me that the socialists have finally run out of other people's money? <laughs> <laughs> Great observation. Well, at least one outfit has, right? Yeah. Yeah. Margaret Thatcher only told us that that was going to happen 40 years ago, right? You know, so... Uh, that's right. That's, that's, that's the eventual result every time with socialism. So that, that just... That just uh, we all saw that coming. But uh, Mele, man, I love this guy. You know, he cut he cut their government from like twenty one ministries or agencies down to like eight. You know, uh, they just he cut their spending. He cut their, he, you know, he took their their government debt and just cut it by two thirds immediately. Um, and when Klaus Schwab then comes out after this guy is elected and says that libertarianism 
will destroy the system that the WEF is trying to build. <laughs> I mean, hey, that, uh, that kind of makes me think that they think he's a threat. They may have invited him over there, but I, I pray to God this man has got the best security in the world. That's so right. Hold, hold that thought, Tim. Tim, we got to hit our heartbreaker. Hold that thought if you can. I want to come back to you after this if you can't, if you can stick with us. Fox News commentary. Donald Trump is the likely GOP nominee for 2024, but who will he choose as his VP? I'm Tommy Lahren. I'll give you my pick next. Hey, what's up? It's Will Kane. You can now stream live The Will Kane Show five days a week. I share my thoughts on a wide range of topics from sports and pop culture, politics and business. Streaming live at 12 Eastern at foxnews.com. And you can always get The Will Kane Show on demand at YouTube slash Will Kane Show or on podcast wherever you get your audio entertainment at Apple, Spotify or at Fox News Podcast. I hope you'll join us. In all likelihood, unless something crazy were to happen, Donald Trump will once again be the GOP nominee for president. But the lingering unknown is, who will he choose as his running mate? Well, I can tell you who he should not pick, and that's Nikki Haley, of course. But on a more positive note, let me float my pick. Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn. Senator Blackburn not only represents one of the freest states in the nation, she is also a steadfast conservative and a patriot. She checks all of my boxes. Senator Blackburn fights for border enforcement and national security and against big tech tyranny, and she doesn't back down. Marsha is a loving wife and mother, a bread and butter American that gets things done, but gets them done with grit and grace. She's tough, but also likable and pretty fair. Donald Trump needs a no-nonsense Southern woman by his side, and Senator Marsha Blackburn fits the bill. Trump Blackburn 2024. I'm Tommy Lahren, and you can watch my show, Tommy Lahren is Fearless at Outkick.com. Securing America. Al-Assad Air Base in Iraq, where the bulk of U.S. forces in that country are stationed, was targeted Saturday by ballistic missiles and rockets launched by Iranian-backed militants in western Iraq. Deputy National Security Advisor John Feiner discussed the situation Sunday on ABC's This Week. It was a very serious attack uh, using a capability of ballistic missiles uh, that pose a genuine threat. Feiner adding, You can uh, be sure that we are taking this extremely seriously uh, and we'll have more to say about it soon. Houthi attacks on merchant ships in the Red Sea and American strikes against Houthi positions also continue. Feiner says the American effort to reduce the Iranian-backed Houthis' abilities will take patience. We are taking down, taking out uh, these stockpiles so that they will not be able to conduct as many attacks uh, over time. That will take uh, time to play out. President Biden said last week American strikes haven't totally stopped the Houthis yet, but that the strikes will continue. Kevin, you ask me. Brought to you from the Montana Hot Spring Spas and Saunas Live Well, Feel Better Studio. Talking about the issues that matter to Montana statewide, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, we got the phone lines open for you right now and uh, into the 8 o'clock hour, 406-294-0970, or you can message us on our Montana Talks app. Back to Tim in Billings. We've been talking about Javier Mille, the new president of Argentina, laying, <laughs> putting the smack down on the, the global elites at the World Economic Forum in Davos. Tim, what else did you want to share? Thanks for sticking around. I just I just love that, man. Um, his ideas are great, and, and it's funny because, he used to be a, a rock star musician, and so when he gets up on stage and he gets the crowd wound up, it's like the guy is a natural-born leader. He's a natural-born 
charismatic person, and it's just it's just awesome to watch him. I wish I spoke Spanish, but um, you know, last <laughs> week you talked about intersectionality, right? You mentioned intersectionality, and that's the thing about collectivism. They want they they want to break everything down into uh, control for the individual. You know, they want to control. They want they want everything to be about each individual. So this one individual has more rights than the whole rest of humanity because their feelings get hurt or whatever. But they hate individual thought and belief. You know, and that's the thing that you have to remember about these guys, these authoritarians, is that they don't truly believe in individualism if you want to be an individual. They want to break it down to an individual control structure so that they can control each person on this planet as long as they believe what they believe. No, great points. Great points all around. Uh, Tim, I wanted to get your reaction uh, since we're just about out of time this hour of the show, but I want to get your reaction. Uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has now officially dropped out of the presidential race. He is fully endorsing Donald J. Trump. Ohio Senator J.D. Vance, I, th- I thought he made some really good points because the Nikki Haley folks, which there's not too many of them. Apparently, she's not po- polling very well in New Hampshire at all. Uh, so will she even stay on through her own state of South Carolina, especially after Tim Scott, the South Carolina senator, also fully endorsed Donald J. Trump? But her backers are saying, well, 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 she doesn't have any baggage. And I and and uh, J.D. Vance had this to say in response on Fox News Sunday. First of all, Shannon, I think Trump is way out ahead in New Hampshire, but also nationally. That's very important to remember. But I, I guess my response to that voter would be. Uh, Nikki does have baggage. She just hasn't faced the onslaught of years of media attacks, of super PAC attacks that Donald Trump has faced. And frankly, the fact that Trump is still standing and still leading in the polls against Joe Biden suggests he has real political resilience. I know a lot of people who are choosing Nikki Haley think she's the low baggage candidate. In reality, she's the candidate the Democrats haven't teed off on, but they will tee off on her if she's the nominee. She won't be, but if she is, she will face exactly what Donald Trump has faced for the past six years, and I don't think she'll survive it. I certainly don't think she'll win the presidency through it. That's why we need to elect a guy who's shown some resilience. That's why we need to nominate Donald Trump. All right, Tim and Billings, any thoughts on that? If you were were able to hear the audio while on the phone, I know sometimes uh, it's a challenge. Uh, Yeah, I heard some of it. she will face the exact same thing that John McCain faced. And Mitt Romney. Loved him. And Mitt Romney. And Mitt Romney. They loved him when he was the candidate they wanted in the primary until it came down to being the, the single candidate for the conservative party. And then the gloves came off. You want, you want another uh, uh, Barack Obama who nobody knew anything about to uh, suddenly ascend to the presidency? Elect Nikki, Nikki Haley. Outside of outside of South Carolina, which she doesn't even pull well enough there to win her own state, she, the, nobody knows her. Well, and the these, in South Carolina, these li- they don't like her. And these liberal news outlets are, are are encouraging Democrats to vote in these open primaries for Nikki Haley. Look, if if the liberal news outfits and these Democrat voters thought that Nick Haley has a better chance of, of beating Joe Biden and the Democrats, they would not be voting for her. If they thought Donald Trump was the easier guy to beat, they would be voting for Donald Trump in an open primary, but they're not. And, and same thing here in Montana. If the Democrats are attacking, it, it's just like it's just like if, if Klaus Schwab is attacking Javier Mille, Javier Mille is the good guy. If the Democrats are attacking a certain Republican, uh, it's probably because they fear that Republican more than they do the other. If Likewise, if they're propping up another Republican, it's because they think you're easier to beat. Uh, it shouldn't be that hard for people to figure out you're being played, right? If you're taking slack, it's because you're over the target. <laughs> That's right. 
That's right. All right, Tim, great to hear from you. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for sticking around. If you want to jump in on the conversation, you got something you want to talk about, phone lines are open for you as well. 406-294-0970. Heck, even Nancy and Roundup, I, I, I saw an email from her that she's running for state house. Call in, make the announcement. Phone lines are open. Best way to do it. Just call into the show, 294-0970.